in. This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. I should have had some Hawaiian Fight Island music lined up. I am fucking jacked for this weekend. UFC 251, Fight Island, baby. I got Devin Todd in the house. You, we know, you know, we know, everyone knows, we pick the pay-per-views, and we got a fucking good one. 13 fights a Saturday. Hopefully, hopefully no one else falls off, but I feel like if they made it to Abu Dhabi, we're good. George Masvidal has passed every single test besides the one that he has to do after weigh-ins. I seriously doubt he's going to catch it with how strict they are. So we got a fucking main event. We got a cracker of a card. Devin, are you confident? I know you said you've been busy this week buying stuff for your boat or whatever. How confident are you, bud? Because I feel like, here's my opinion. I feel like I'm in your head a little bit. I feel like my little my little Texas are getting to you a little bit there. For the record, I feel like you might have. I feel like you might overthink it. <laughs> you might have beat me in points last time, but I got more picks right than you did. Which one? For the record, the one where I for the one you? Tim and I did. Oh uh, yeah, the one you, the, the one you and Tim did. Right? You had more. You had more picks than me. Actually, no, let's look that up because I never looked that up. You asked me about it, I never looked it up. <clears throat> let's see. I, I knew. T- I dude, I called it with that comma worthy right, fight. So I fucking knew it. One. I fucking knew it. Two. Hold on, let me see. Well, yeah, one, two, three. Let me not say for the record because I don't know if that's a fact either. Okay. Four. <laughs> I feel like I did. Though. So you got you picked four fights that I didn't pick right, and then I picked. Well, hold on, let me pick all the fights you got right. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. So you picked six fights right. I picked one, two, three. Four, five. So I picked five fights right. I just hit on the common worthy underdog. So you you guys picked one more fight right than me, but I also you went all chalk. I went. I took some shots. I mean, there's no way I, I picked common worthy. Yeah, but you guys I didn't. Did. You guys didn't though. So it is what it is. I still remain king for the day. But what you know? What happened last time we picked a pay per view? Dev, can you tell the listeners what happened? You're very upset with yourself. You're a competitive person. I, I didn't did make really anything well. easier. Because I was talking shit to you. Um, did you did you get zero right? Is that what happened? I'm pretty sure that I don't think I I don't. You had an off I night. Don't I, I don't know if I got a single one right. You got a, you got terrible. fights right, but when when we split, you didn't get any right. Obviously, like yeah, you, the, you you had a bad night. See, I think I know how you pick, so I think I'm in your head a little bit. I think I'm gonna. I'm really curious to see what you do because I think I think you're gonna go a little off script, a little off book, a little off dev. So we'll see. I'm interested to see where uh, we'll go. Let's get the first fight of the night out of the way. Here we got Martin Day, who is eight and three's minus one seventy eight favorite. He's fighting Davy Grant, who is a plus one fifty. Since I am the returning champion, I am going to pick first. Probably these first two fights, in my opinion, are probably the worst fights on the card. They're just, you know, they're both. I mean, Davy Grant's from England. He couldn't get in the United States. The next one was the females. They're both Brazilian. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. Martin Day's never really impressed me. Davy Grant's never really impressed me. I shit all over Davy Grant the last time he fought. He fought uh, Gregor Pavov, who a guy that uh, I thought was gonna run through him, and Davy Grant won that fight. Looked pretty good. I uh, was on the podcast saying, why does Davy Grant have a job in the UFC? Why is he, you know, he's a bum. He's this, he's that, you know, he's a plus 150 underdog right here. I'm going to go underdog. Uh, I I put my foot in my mouth and I shit all over Davy Grant and uh, he uh, it backfired on me. I don't have any money on the fight, but I picked against him. So I'm going to go Davy Grant. I'm going to start to fight off with an underdog here. Plus 150. Martin Day's done nothing for me to impress me. Uh, Davy Grant, that uh, that fucking, I think he's like 20 something. No, he's not 20, but he looks like he's like 50 in his face. How old is he? He can't eat he, he me. Okay, he's 34. He looks 54. Um, but I'm going to go Davy Grant. Minus one or plus 150. Unidog. Give me David Grant. Dev. Yeah. Chop, 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 chop. I didn't write anything down for this fight because I don't really care about either one of these guys. What are you eating there, bro? I wish this was video recorded. Fucking the ice went up my nose, dude. I was trying to get it back in. I, I filled up my water cup with way too much fucking ice. And I, I'm trying to fight for water here. Jeez. All right, go ahead. Sorry about the porn. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Um, I'm going to go with the underdog as well. And the only reason why it's because we can both get underdog points or we can both get no points. 
points. So it's a safety net. So you're pick, just really. co- you're copying my picks, is what you're doing. Um, it's a safety net pick for me <laughs> because we both get points. I could, I could, I could get you know, I could get a big favorite wrong later. We won't. And, we we cancel out. We wouldn't get points. Yeah. You know, so but that's if what we you're do doing. both you're, get you're, it right. You're blocking me if we get it yeah. right. Okay. It, right. You know, um, and and it, you just you you said everything. You know, you said everything. You hit the nail on the head. Martin Day hasn't been crazy impressive. Neither has Davy Grant. Um, I I'm I'm literally just gonna pick the underdog just to just to basically hedge a bet. Right. Yeah. Right. Let's get through these two fights because, like I said, these two fights stink. All right. Next up, Vanessa Mello. She is ten and seven. She is a plus one ninety underdog. She's fighting Carol Rosa. Twelve and three, minus two twenty five favorite. Uh, neither girl impressed me. Both Brazilian. Um, Vanessa Mello had, does not have a win in the UFC, so it's kind of odd they put her on this card. But again, they got to fulfill contracts. Neither of these girls have impressed me much. Uh, Carol Rose, I feel like, maybe has fought the better competition, has the better record. I don't like betting this high on favorites. Um, but, you know, minus 225, my whole family just came in to give me some water. Thank you very much, lit girls. Uh-oh, Winnie, what'd you do? What'd you break? It's okay. It's okay, Wins. Get on out. My dog's in here. She knocked over my plant. Thanks, Winnie. I'm picking fights. I love you. High five. Good job. All right. So you're going to win now. Yeah. The key, the key was <laughs> short and sweet. I'm going to go the favorite. I'm going to go Carol Rosa because I, you know, Vanessa Mello has not won in the UFC. Uh, this is a fight. I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to touch, but I have to pick it. So I'm going to go Rosa here. Yeah. That's the same as me. I'm going to go Rosa as well. I'm, I'm pretty sure she comes out of the same camp as Jessica Andrade. So she's probably got better training partners. I in fucked there. up. I picked first. You were supposed to pick first. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. We that, have the same pick. So it's, yeah, it it's doesn't all matter. good. It doesn't matter um, because. This is a weird fight regardless. Um, I think that they just made one trip to Brazil, and they're like, we're picking up X amount of Brazilian fighters, and you guys can stay on this island for X amount of time. I'm sure I'm sure they want to get the hell out of Brazil right now because of the coronavirus situation there. Yeah, it's getting uh, bad. The president so, just popped for it. Dude, it's cra- they're, they're the hotbed of it now, apparently, yeah. um, com- including us. Well, it's like a fucking um, third-world country, basically. I mean, That's the thing, though. They're, you know, like... Over there, they don't have the same sanitation standards that we do here, and they don't have the availability to get the things to to do those sanitation standards, even if they wanted to. Right. So that sucks. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Rosa. I just think that's I think that's a smarter pick. Um, she's what is she? Uh, what's what is what are the odds? She's a minus two twenty five favorite, and she's twelve and three overall in the in, in her overall record. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fine line. That's okay I don't think it. I've seen her fight. Her she's only fought once in UFC. She fought Laura. Propicio uh, back in August 2019, a year ago. I don't remember that fight. Four canceled fights with Julia Villa is, was, was supposed to happen. So I don't know too much about this girl, but like I said, these two first two fights are kind of stinkers, so we're going to move on. Next up, yep. uh, a fight that's actually pretty good because there's both guys are kind of highly talented. Uh, ta- uh, ta- what? Huh? All right, anyway, a uh, fucking Z- this is a fucking name. Zaglas Zagmalov. He's uh, Kakistan. He's thirteen and three. He is a plus one fifty underdog. He's fighting Rulon Paiva. Uh, he is nineteen and three. He is a minus one eighty favorite. Um, I know I went first again, but let's just keep the order. This is supposed to be my fight to pick first. Let's just get this. This will be the first fight of the night, so I'm gonna pick first. Anyway, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. Again, Zalak Zamagov. However, I looked him up. He has fought a lot of really good competition outside the UFC. He's making his UFC debut. Um, he's strong, he's big, he's powerful, he's kind of well-rounded, but he's not He's not great everywhere. His stand-up, he's short, he's 5'5", five, five. he's going to have trouble with Pavov, who is kind of taller. Pavov's 2-1 and or one and 2 in the UFC, which I think is egregious because he lost to a cut, and then he lost a, a, a crap decision to Kaikar France, and then he showed up as uh, last time against Mark De La Rosa. I'm going to go Pavov here. I know he's a little bit of a favorite, but I really, really like this pick. He was almost my lock of the night, but he's not. Um, I think he's going to show out against this guy. He's got the size. He's got the range. He's got the power. Uh, Zaglov, uh, Zalgas is, is not much of a grappler. He can grapple himself, but he's not like, I don't think he's going to really threat too big of a takedown with Pivov here. I, I'm going to pick Pivov uh, pretty big in this one. I, I don't know about a finish because the fucking guy's got a head like a bowling ball, but um, I'm going to I'm gonna say Pivov's going to win this. Yeah, I'm going I'm going uh, Howland Paiva as well. I, I think he's got good fast hands. He's got good power. He's kind of long for that. He's kind of long for that division. Um, there's not a lot of 125ers that are as long and lanky as him, but he's a he's got that weird body 
you know, that weird build to where he's kind of long and lanky, but he's cut up, but he can yeah. crack really hard. Yeah, he's got he it. hits fucking hard, but he's fast too. Yeah. Um, he's he is a sleeper in this division. I think he should have won the fight to, Car- to against Kai Car France. He lost a, he lost his first debut fight with a big cut on his on his a, a eyebrow forehead cut, got a big elbow. Um, and then he just he dominated his last fight. Um, yeah. I think Paiva's really good. I think I think he's ranked number fourteen. I th- he should be higher than that. Um, he give a lot well, of guys. He's, in he's that only division. one. He's one and two in the UFC. So I mean, they yeah. can't rank him too much higher. But I agree with you. He, he he's if good. He, if he goes on a tear, he's gonna be a problem. Like it's funny. We just said he's long and lanky. He's fucking five eight. You know, but five eight not flyweight divisions. Like yeah. six five anywhere else. Yeah, so you're you're obviously just copying me right now, right? Three straight picks, three picking me. Is that your strategy? So I can't get any points. You fucking snake. You keep going first. <laughs> Here we go. You're going first now, big boys. Marcin Tabara, who's 18 and six. He is a minus 108. This is a pick and fight. Minus 108. He's fighting Maxim Grisham, who was 37 and two. 37 and two, not 37. 37 and two. He is a minus 108 as well. He's taking this fight on short notice. Dev, who do you got on the big boys here, pal? Um, this is a this is a a weird fight because it could kind of go either way. Marcin Tybru has laid tons of eggs in his career, and then he's had tons of great performances. Um, Maxim Grishin, he's it's kind of long overdue for him to be in the UFC, especially at heavyweight. I know he was down at light heavyweight. Um, I know he was down at light heavyweight. He did good in PFL. I I. T- Tybura should be bigger, but I think Maxim's going to be a little bit faster and maybe a little bit more powerful. I could see Tybura getting finished on the feet. I could see Maxim finishing the fight, but I also see Tybura doing his cage grappling and he could just drag out a decision. Um, I'm going to pick Maxim because I think Tybura has been hurt too many times in too many fights recently. Even though he won his last fight, he's had a lot of bad knockouts and I just think Maxim's going to be a little bit faster, and I think he's going to hurt him on the feet. Well, finally, I, I'm going to I'm going to go opposite of you. This was a tough <clears> fight. <throat> this was a tough fight to pick because Maxim Griffin. I like guys that go up in weight, like light heavyweights that go up to heavyweight. I like because they have the speed advantage and, and their power is still pretty similar. Marshall Tabura, though, his last time out, he he kind of point fought a little bit, right? He's had some chin problems. He fought Sergei Spivak, who was a pretty nice little prospect. He kind of just weared on him a little bit and gassed out. Maxim, um, I've seen him fight in the PFL. He fought Jason Butcher from Cincinnati. Shout out Jason Butcher. Um, he destroyed Jason Butcher, but he fought him. Um, you know, I've seen him slow down in in past fights. Um with the extra weight, I'm not really sure what he's going to weigh in. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be a John Volante situation. But with the extra weight, and I've seen him gas a little bit before, but I mean, it's not like Marcin Tybor is his fucking cardio machine. Um, I see Maxim getting off to a really good start because he's going to be quick. He's going to be fast. He does have some power. I think Tabora, though, is eventually going to wear on him and uh, get the win. It's, it's it's right down the middle. If Maxim had a little bit more time to prepare because this was kind of a late-notice fight, I think he took this fight in a week, two weeks' notice. The fact that they're fighting in the morning, that he had to fly to Abu Dhabi, all these crazy circumstances, I'm going to go with the UFC vet, I'm going to go with the bigger guy, and I'm going to go with uh, Tabora. All right, next up. Leonardo Santos, who's 17-3-1. This guy fights like once every five years. He's a fucking talent, a dude. He's minus 190. He's fighting Roman Bogatov, who is 10-0. He's a plus 160 underdog. I was actually really curious about this Roman guy. I don't know much about him. 10-0 from Russia. He's number four ranked guy in Russia at lightweight. These fucking Russian dudes are savages. I looked him up. He's got a pretty decent ground game. Um, He's got a lot of submissions, but... I'm going Leonardo Santos, and guess what? Send him home. Send him Gonna home be my early. send him home of the night, Leonardo Santos. This guy fights again. Like he he took three, four years off. He's fighting again. He knocked out Stevie Ray. He's got power. He knocked out Kevin Lee. This kid's got some unique stand up, and he's fucking world, world, world class on the ground. Roman Bogatov, he wants his fight to the ground. I feel like he's not going to get it there. I think he's going to play the stand-up game. Santos, long, lanky. I like the number, minus 190. He's not super crazy to me. I would play that. I would bet that. Um, I just think Santos could be world class if he fought a little more often um, because he's got sneaky power with with his strikes and uh, might not be the prettiest thing in the world, but, I mean, he can lay you the fuck out. So I'm going to go Santos there with my send him home. I think he finishes this fucking Russian. Yeah, I'm um, on the same side of the fence as you, man. Santos is on like an 11 fight win streak. He hasn't lost since 2009, so that's he doesn't fight often. But still, you know, to not taste the loss in 11 years, 
that 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 gives you a lot of you know that gives you a lot of willpower and that gives you a lot of confidence um he's got great wins he's beat kevin lee i think he's fought leon edwards as well i think he has a win over leon edwards um i was, I was looking at his fight record i'm not too sure um what i remember um, I see a I, I see I just, a Corey Edwards. I don't see a Leon. He fought Gomi his first fight in UFC, or excuse me, first fight in MMA. He lost to Gomi, and uh, yeah, I don't see Leon Edwards here. He has a draw with Norman Park, which is which is kind of weird. He's got he's got a lot of he's got a lot of weird like low key fights. If you look at his record, just I mean, random. He, he fucking choked out Anthony Rocco Martin, who's yeah who's a decent fighter. Knocked out Kevin Lee, <clears throat> beat Andrew uh, Adriano Martins, who I think was a solid fighter before he, before he left the UFC, and then knocked out Stevie Ray, who's not a world beater, but I mean it was it was a he's pretty good knockdown. Yeah, and it was a, and it was impressive. I went and watched it back. I watched it back the other day, and I, I was impressed by it. Um, I wish he was more active because he's a good fighter. Um, he could he could be paying his bills by fighting. You know he's he's a, he's a really talented guy. Um, I'm gonna pick Santos as well though. I just think he's gonna I just think he's gonna probably TKO him on their feet or just club and sub. You know. Yeah, yeah. Roman, uh, he's a he's a strong guy. You know, it's I I'm contradicting myself here. I said a while ago on the podcast. I think um, Russian fighters are better than Brazilian fighters. Sambo, I think Trump's jujitsu sometimes, but. I'm getting myself in a little hot water here because I think Roman is it's a decent Sambo guy, good grappler, all that stuff. But Leonardo is just one of those world-class guys on the ground. I, no one wants to go to the ground with him, so should be interesting. All right, next up, Maquin, Maquin Amirakani, who's 15-4. and four. He's a minus 200 favorite. He's fighting Danny Henry, who is 12-3. He is a plus 170 underdog. Devin, who you got in this fight, buddy? You got the handsome one, Amirakani. You got, uh, I believe he's Scottish. Danny Henry, is he Scottish? That's a Scottish fight. Scotland, you know, yeah, Scottish. Scotland. Yeah. I'm I'm just not too impressed with either one of these guys. Um Maquan has a somewhat of like a name that he's built, I guess. Not in the, you know, not in the casual MMA sphere, but guys like me, he's he's a name that a lot of people know. Um I don't have anything written down for this fight. I wrote down, I can tell you what I wrote down. You wrote um, down follow whatever Brian picks. I wrote down <laughs> For me, I'm not too crazy excited about this fight. <laughs> Either one of these guys don't impress me very much. Right. That's what I wrote. Pick one. Down. Pick one then. Flip a coin, <laughs> no bro. Pick. No Flip pick. A coin. I went on to the next one because <laughs> the next coin. one's going to be a lot better. Yeah, the, um, the rest of the card after this is fucking sick. It's stacked, dude. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's the the heavyweight fight is in a weird fucking place though. Well, I, you know yeah, I, I mean, the, it is what it is. I mean, you need you need this. I I don't want the heavyweight fight any higher. Yeah, but they put them higher for some reason. Like, well, because fucking people love watching two big dudes fucking throw down. I don't think that's how that fight's gonna go. It's crazy. Like, Helen Piva should be opening the main card. Like, that's the kind. Like, that's no, need not the main card. You're crazy. No, I'm sorry. The 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 main prelims, like the middle prelims. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go with that. So, um, I'll just go on to the pick with these guys. I'm gonna go with Maquan Americani. I just think his I just think his ground game and his grappling is gonna take him to to take him this fight. Um, you know, and he is the favorite, so it's a safe pick. Um, but Danny Henry could, you know, hurt him on the feet. Mach one's never been too technical. He's been stung in a lot of his fights. Um, I don't really like either one of these guys and I don't like Mach one Americani. It kind of hurts me to pick him, but I, I, I do think he's going to pull it off. I just think he's got the better grappling. Yeah. He's, he's definitely got the more skills, but I'm going to go with Danny Henry for the, the plus plus one seventy underdog. This is, <laughs> It's a risky one. I think I'm going to take this bet. Makhwan um, Mirakani is gassed almost every single one of those fights that, that goes longer than two rounds. Um, he's a tough, tough kid. He can take some shots and stuff. Danny Henry, though, has fought some really good guys in the UFC. His only loss in the UFC is to Dan Ige, which, I mean, again, is not that bad of a loss at 145 considering Ige's went on this tear. Danny Henry's had some 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 uh, health issues. He's uh, I don't know health issues, but he just can't stay healthy. With he gets hurt a lot. He hasn't fought in a while. He's not active. Um, they did an article on him MMA fighting. I went back and looked on tape on this guy because I don't really remember him all that much. Um, he looks good. He looks skilled. This is going to be kind of an easy, even matchup. I think if Mirakani doesn't get him out of there quick, I think Danny Henry is going to kind of take over this fight and probably win a decision. So for that, I'm going to take the plus 170. I'm going to take the points because uh, fuck Makwana Mirakani. All right, let's get to some real fights. Alessi Dos Santos Alecki is 22 and 6. He is a minus 160. Oh, excuse me. Let me see. Nope, he is a plus 108 underdog. Sorry. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, he's plus 108 underdog. He's fighting Muslim Sokolov, who is 16 and 2. He's a minus 125 favorite. I lead the dance here. I love this fight. I absolutely yeah. love this fight. 
if someone told me, someone asked me, what's the like underrated fight in this card? I, this it's this fight. It's this fight. For sure. Both guys have great kicks. Both guys have good stand-up. Uh, Alessi Dos Santos, uh, I think he is a little bit better of a ground game. I think his submissions are a little bit slicker. He's got some good front chokes. He's got a good rear naked choke. Muslim Sokolov, I don't see a lot of him on the ground. He's just a strong dude, aggressive dude. I think he has better hands than Zalecki. I think their kicks are both interesting. Zalecki's kind of like a caporera kind of guy, and Muslam has just got some crazy fucking Russian kicks. I don't even know what the Russian... Kung Fu. Yeah, Kung Fu. I don't even know what the Russian equivalent to the capoeira is, but he's got it. Um, <laughs> I've never lost betting Muslam. I've never I've yes. never picked him, so I'm going to take Muslam Sokolov here yeah. at, at, uh, at the minus 125 That's number. Funny. Yeah, I what like What are you him. cheering I like, about? I like I like Salikov a lot, dude. Um, he just he's got big power, and he's most of the Russian guys that you see in the UFC and just in professional fighting are grapplers or some Russian boxers like Petrion. But uh, you don't see many. I wouldn't call him a dynamic striker, but you wouldn't see a strike. You don't see many Russian strikers with that many tools. So it's kind of like interesting. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go with Muslim too. I just think um, I just think Dos Santos has been in too many too many wars. I think Salikov has has been in wars as well, but I think Salikov just has the heavier hands, and I think he could finish him with the overhand right. But the, like you know, the, this this could be like this could be the fight of the night. Like these guys are gonna bang. Yeah. Um, I don't think Salikov has the advantage on the ground. No. But it, you know, Zaleski dos Santos, he's 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 got the. He also has those big kicks, and he has pretty good power, and I. I they both have equal opportunity to finish this fight. I just think Salikov is the better fighter. I think he's carries more, just carries more power in his hands. And this is, they're going to trade. They're yeah. not going to grapple. Like no. these dudes are going to bang. And he, even if he loses two or three exchanges and hits and, you know, wins one, all it takes for him to win one exchange. Cause I think he just carries more power. Yep. So you're, you're, you're following me again, dad. Yeah. Uh, just, just fall. All right. Let's go. You got me figured out. The main card, I think, is where I'm going to separate myself from you. All right. So uh, next up, Vulcan Ozemir, the the main prelim here. This almost was our YouTube pick of the week, but not, not a lot of people know uh, the guy he's fighting. So Vulcan Ozemir, 17 and four. He's a minus 165 favorite. He's fighting Yuri Prozaka, who is 26 three and one. He is a plus 140 underdog. Devin. Two light heavyweights, one making his debut. Got a lot of hype behind him. Vulcan, a fucking tough, tough dude. Tough debut. Who do you got in this fight? Um, Prosheka has twenty six wins and like twenty three knockouts. Yeah, he I, he's a rising rising light heavyweight champ. So he's coming over here. He's getting a big step up in competition though, fighting a guy like Vulcan Uzdemir. I think Vulcan Uzdemir. Um, has definitely fought the better guys, win, lose, or draw. Mm -hmm. He has never – Vulcan Uzdemir has never got the shit kicked out of him. He's never been run through. Like even – I think the worst beating DC. he's taken was from D.C. Yeah, DC, That's I, a, don't, I don't know if D.C. ran through him, but yeah. DC but he didn't run through him. He didn't DC, like put him out. You he know? gassed. It wasn't like – He gassed. Yeah, he gassed. But yeah, he, the first round was fairly – or the first half of the first round was fairly close. It wasn't like two 10-8 rounds and then no. he got you know clubbed and subbed in the third. Right. You know? It wasn't like he didn't get ran through. Um, and I just think Pacheco is – he's the definition of like an athletic, a super athlete, light heavyweight guy. Like he is the definition of a super athletic, lightweight. I think he's going to have the faster hands. I think his footwork is not great. Um, he does punch in combinations pretty well. I think that they both will have equal power in punching, but I do think Pacheco is the better athlete. I think he's more explosive. I think Vulcan can be kind of slow at times, um, but I do think Vulcan Uzdemir is going to play the veteran card at this point because you can't call him a vet, but against Pacheco, you could call him a UFC vet. Like, look, Vulcan's fought everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. He's fought a lot of dudes at light heavyweight. Um, I think Vulcan... We'll probably have to weather a hard storm in the first round, but he could probably finish him in the second or third. I, I'm going to go with no time. I think this is going to be a really good fight, though. Like, someone's probably going to sleep, or these guys are just going to both gas out. Yeah. I love this fight. This is a really good fight because it's, you don't get a lot of uh, 205ers that have a little bit of hype. But, uh, I mean, do you like dogs? Dogs. Dogs. Do you like dogs? Oh, dogs. Sure. I like dags. 
This is my MMA takes lock of the night, underdog lock of the night. Excuse me, Devin, you were going down a road there, and I thought you were going to take Yuri, and I was going to be a little upset, right? I wasn't going to switch my pick, but I put the underdog lock on him. I thought you might. The one question for me that really held me up, I really had to go do some tape study on this guy, is there's not many guys nowadays, especially at 205, where it's fairly thin, that have 30 fights, almost 30 fights, before they get the call for the UFC. They asked this guy, you know, they're like, why didn't you come to the UFC earlier? Why didn't you come to the UFC earlier? He goes, I'm getting paid too much money elsewhere. Getting paid too much money elsewhere. This guy has fought a lot of really good guys outside the UFC, right? CB Dalloway, right? I mean, I know CB Dalloway knocked him out. Uh, Fabio, uh, Fabio Maldonado, you know, the fucking punching back from Brazil, knocked him out. King Mo knocked him out. Brandon Halsey knocked him out. All those guys have fought in the UFC. Me- King Mo did not fight in the UFC, but he was UFC caliber. Jay Kuhn fought in the UFC. Wrestler knocked him out. Um, let's see. Uh, let, he he has lost. He lost to King Mo uh, by knockout, kind of fluke punch. It was five years ago. Beat Fujita. Sati, uh, Satishi Yushi knocked him out. This guy's knocked out a lot of people. He's got a knockout over Dark or Darko Stojizak. No one's been able to do that in the UFC, right? He's got a few losses early in his career. The only one lone loss as ugly as the King Mo back five years ago. Got knocked out, got caught. He kind of moves kind of awkward. He keeps his hands down low. He's got a powerful left hook. That's what he put CB Dollar out with. Put CDB Dollar on another fucking planet. Um, he's got a, a test for him, though. Volkanovski is a guy who is a legit, legit guy. This guy can crack. This guy can knock you out. Look what he did against uh, Dominic Reyes. A lot of people thought he won that fight. He out-wrestled Dominic Reyes, took him down, showed some good cardio, showed some good grappling. I feel like he's going to try to use all that and mix it up with Yuri here. Yuri doesn't have the best ground game. Um, you know, Jake Hume, who's a wrestler, he stuffed some of his takedowns, ended up knocking him out. Yuri, I have never seen gas in a fight. He's been five rounds a few times. He's been past the third round. Uh, quite a few times, I believe he knocked out King Mo in the third round, um, who was a wrestler, but King Mo did not try to wrestle him. I'm kind of all in on Yuri here, right? I'm, I'm not going to get super excited like I always do and fucking start sucking some dick. I, I'm a little all in. I like 205ers that, that have some of this mystique behind them. He's coming from a country that doesn't produce a ton of fighters, the Czech Republic. So, uh, yeah, that's my spiel on Yuri, and uh, I can't wait for this fight. That fight is probably top three I'm looking forward to the on the night. All right, pay-per-view time, baby. We're kicking it off with Paige Van Zandt, PVZ, little hottie McToddy. She's 8-4. and four. She's a plus 6'10 underdog. You hear that, right? Plus 6'10 underdog. She's fighting Amanda Hiboff, who is 9-1. She's a minus 900 favorite. Uh, I lead the dance here. Amanda Hiboff, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of cut it short here. Hiboss, I think, is world, world class. I think she can win in any division she fights in. She can win at tw- uh, 125 or 115, whatever she decides to fight in. She is really, really good. She destroyed Mackenzie Dern. But when Paige Van Zant, who is, I think, is a decent fighter, she's not a complete bum, even though I don't love like the message she's sending and I'm famous because of that. No, you're famous because you got fight in the UFC and you're very hot, right? But put that aside, she's an okay little fighter, right? Plus 610 in our scoring system. I'd be a fucking idiot not to do it. I'm taking PVZ here. Uh, I mean, I I might put a couple bucks on it. He boss is a complete beast. And I'm just strictly doing this for the number and nothing else. Um, in my heart, in my brain, I think he boss will destroy. But at 610, anything can happen in a women's fight. Um, so I'm going PVZ. Dev, what do you got here, man? I know you love he boss. You'd propose yeah. right now. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Um, but was your girl home? Is that why you're saying that? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who's hotter though? I think I think Hebus is hotter than Paige Van Zandt. I don't think Paige is Paige is a, she's hot, dude. Yeah, but I don't think she's as crazy attractive as everybody thinks. But I'm uh, also from Miami, so uh, that's you know. Yeah, see, I mean, everyone has different types. I'm a sucker for blondes, <laughs> right? She's hot. I mean, they're both very very hot. But Paige Van Zandt, and, and I don't like Paige Van Zandt. Like I think I find her kind of annoying, but she's she's hot. She's hot. And he buses when you like their interviews are completely different too. They're like polar opposites. Paige Van Zandt is just like you know, she everything is about her. I'm yeah. famous now. She can't go to an she can't do an interview without talking about her Instagram following and about how she makes more money. You know, being an Instagram whore. Um, she's always going on and on about it. And there's a, you watch an interview with 
he boss and she's just happy you know she's always happy smiling laughing like you can tell she loves to fight and you can tell she loves her job she loves to work for the ufc um i do think he boss is a world talent i it sucks that valentina is a champion because there could be like so many the, the belt would change hands so much in this division if valentina wasn't the champ right um you know like um, in four fights, Hebus could be the champ. Or three fights, she could be the champion in this division if there was no um, Valentina. Um, when that day comes and they do fight each other, that'll be a sad day for me because I like both of them a lot. Um, I do think Hebus will probably fight for the title within the next five fights in her career. I think she's that good and I think she's attractive. I think she's got a good personality. I don't like any women's fights. I texted this to the, to our group chat with you, me, and Tim. I don't like women's fights that are this high odds when it's not Valentina Shevchenko or Amanda Nunes. Those are those are the like those are the only two women that should be over you know like minus five hundred. Um, you saw what happened with Macy Barber. With rocks, that's I think, that, yeah. I know. I'm kicking like, myself about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what were the odds on that one, dude? I think it was Macy like, was Macy was in the thousands. I'm not really sure what uh, what's her face. I'm not really sure what um, what Roxanne was, but I know Macy was in the thousands. Yeah, I think it was like um, I think it was like minus twelve hundred or something, just bizarre. Which is that's fucking that's nuts. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm gonna go with Hebos. I just can't pick against her. She's my she's on my list of fighters that I like a lot. Um, outside of her personality and her looks and all that, I think she's really really talented, and that's why I like her. Um, I think she's a really 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 talented fighter. She's got great stand up. She's got good cardio. She's got really really good grappling. Um, she likes to she likes to go for that mounted crucifix. She's she's. The way she fights, like she will, she's trying to finish girls, and yeah. her personality just doesn't match up with it. It's it's awesome. She's been stealing everyone's heart this week. Every everyone who's interviewed her is like, look, listen to this girl. Like I'm fired up. Like she's got everything. She is like I might be giving you a free point here, but I'll give you that free point to take six. You know what I mean? Because I mean that's that's it's just it's worth it. I don't right. like the number. I hate yeah, the, the number's number. crazy. Number's crazy. All right, you know what time that is? It is time for our YouTube pick of the week. MMA takes YouTube pick of the week. We have Jessica Andrade rematch time, baby. 20 and 7. She's a plus 165 underdog. I'm actually really surprised by that. Versus Rose, Thug Rose Namajunas, who is 8 and 4. She's a minus 195 favorite, which is a little, little high. Um, even though I love Thug Rose. Devin, you got the ball in your court here, bud. Who are you taking in this uh, female fight that I'm very, very excited? This is a rematch that is long overdue, in my opinion, even though. Rose hasn't fought since they fought, but you know what I mean. Is Rose the only fighter to ever come off of a fucking vicious knockout and be a two-to-one favorite over that same person that viciously knocked them out? I'm sure, like... <laughs> Back like, in the day, but in well, recent... The only you know, thing I can think of is probably Kevin Randleman, Krokop. The first time they fought, Kevin Randleman knocked him out. And then I'm pretty sure Krokop was probably the favorite the second time they fought in the guillotine. But yeah, it doesn't happen much. But that first fight, you know, a lot of people think it's a fluke. You know what I mean? I think that um, obviously, I mean, the numbers don't lie. We all watched that fight. Rose was, was uh, you know, I think Rose is a class ahead of Andrade as far as skill set. But Andrade is that one thing in women's MMA that makes a difference. She has like man strength, which is, you know, and I, I'm not, Watch not, it. not being sexist. Watch it. Not being sexist, but she's just she has probably equivalent strength to a lot of the guys that that fight at. I wouldn't say 125 guys, but you know what I mean? Like she could put up she could she's probably strong. put up more weight. She's, 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 she's a strong. She's a stronger stronger woman. Stronger than average. Yeah. Um, Stronger than average. Is she she's stronger, stronger than, than, you? than average. Probably. <laughs> Dude, that girl weighs 115 and she could pick you up over her head, probably. No chance, no chance. I squash <laughs> like a fucking bug. What do you what do you weigh right now? Um what I, I just weigh myself, dealer. Like 271? Oh, yeah. But I'm sure she could I'm sure she could like single leg or high crotch a two hundred pound guy. Yeah, probably. Like, but I mean that. if she tries that, I'll squash her like a bug. But go ahead. Yeah. Just fucking yeah. But see so I, I think I think Andrage is dangerous against someone like Rose because Andrade is going to push forward and put her head in your chest until she gets you up against the cage. She's going to try to go for the high crotch. That's what she likes to do or the double leg. She really likes to go for that high crotch single leg and she tries to pick you up and toss you on your head. Mm -hmm. um, she loves to slam people. 
I think I like Rose. Rose is also on the fighter on the list of fighters that I really like. I'm gonna pick Rose, Ooh, but I think this is a really dangerous man. fight for her. Um, I think this is a really dangerous fight. The reason why I'm picking Rose is because Rose obviously did so well, but it's not like she didn't drop Andrade too on the feet. Um, she dropped her on the feet. I think Andrade is also coming off another vicious knockout from Zhang Wei Li. Mm-hmm. So I'm not counting on her chin to be better than it was the first time. I think Rose can tune her up on the feet. Um, but it's dangerous. Every every second that the fight goes on, it's it's more and more dangerous because it gives Andrade more of an opportunity to do that. I think her trying to defend that takedown with the Kimura was not a good idea. I think she should circle out, sprawl out using her hips, or at least be prepared for it. She wasn't... Um, DC always says the, the guys that are successful in grappling aren't reactive, they're proactive. They're, they're one step ahead of your next step, and I think that's what she needs to do to defend that takedown. You talked more about Andrade and Rose, and then you picked Rose. You did the old fucking switch. Now, yeah. I'm picking Rose, too. This is the first YouTube pick where I think we're picking the same, and I'll tell you why. Jessica Andrade was losing that first fight. A lot of people on, on Twitter are arguing, no, she wasn't. Rose wasn't dominating. I rewatched it. Rose was picking her apart. Everyone's like, Rose was slowing down. We'll never know. Rose is a little bit of a, a little bit of a head case, right? She's got a little bit of, you know, confidence issues. I think, you know, I remember when she fought Carolina Kovakevich, she lost a decision, and and it was Trevor Whitman who decided to keep Pat Barry out of her corner. That's her emotional leader. That's her fiance. That's her boyfriend. Now Pat's her head coach. I think that's only good in fueler. She hasn't fought since the knockout loss. She's, I think, motivated now. She went back to her hometown. She went back to Minnesota. Her roots. I think this is a really, really good matchup for Rose. I am shocked by the line. I don't want to touch the line at 2-1 to one over Jessica Andrade, who I think is a solid, solid fighter. But please, Jessica, if you lose this fight or even if you win this fight, go up to 125. Yes. You fought at 135. 115 is a pretty big cut for you. You'd be beefy at 125. We need someone to fight, fight Valentina. I think please. Andrade is a fucking beast. I really do. I just think Rose made a mistake the last time. And I think she's going to correct those mistakes. I think she's going to keep it at distance, keep it away. Um, I think she's going to probably obviously not hold on the Kimura when she gets the fucking lifted over her head again uh, and dumped on her head. But uh, I like Rose in this. I like Rose probably at outpointer. A lot of people are picking Rose to finish. I wouldn't be surprised but because uh, um, Andrade did get knocked out by Zhang Wali. But I do like Rose to win this fight uh, for sure. All right. That's the MMA Takes You 2 pick of the week. I'm going to play the music again. Follow us on no social media. And uh, I'll put the links in the video and everything like that. All right. MMA Takes You 2 pick of the week. That was the MMA Takes You 2 pick of the week. All right. Why doesn't Rose throw an uppercut? Like, why doesn't she just pivot? Pivot an uppercut? Boom. Uppercuts are uppercut. Uppercuts. Uppercuts are, I mean, it's it, in theory, it's like, oh yeah, I would just, just they're hard. They really are. It's a one punch. Like I tried and pra- and then I'm not a professional fighter again. I don't want to compare myself to these people, but I tried forever to the to have a lead left uppercut or a counter left uppercut or right uppercut. Just to, like if someone walked in on something like that, the only really thing I had that was decent was like in the clinch. It's 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 really timing. Yeah, like Darren Till's got a great uppercut. There's some fighters that really have a good it's one. All there's timing. A, yeah, and there's it's fighters that timing. don't. Um, Rose is obviously a straight puncher. She likes to throw punches straight down the middle, kick the legs, um, you know, left hooks w- when she can. That's how she knocked out uh, Joanna. But yeah, I mean, an uppercut would be perfect because Andrade does come in. She's a little, she's smaller and yeah, with the head there. All right, so we got short. we basically got three man events here, David. In my opinion, three title fights. First title fight for the vacant UFC bantamweight championship. Petrion. 14 and 1. He's a minus 235 favorite. He's fighting Jose Aldo, who is 28 and 6. He's a plus 195 underdog. So I I, I uh, it's hard for me to like this fight because I feel like there's so many other fighters at 135 that deserve this shot. Aljermaine Sterling. Um, I mean, if Corey Sanhagen won, Corey Sanhagen. I mean, you got the list goes on and on of guys who should be fighting for this title. Jose Aldo's 0-1 at Bantamweight. I know a lot of people thought he won on the rise. I'm one of those people that thought he won the fight. But the fact remains, he's 0-1 at Bantamweight, right? Petrion, again, a guy who's highly touted. A lot of people love this kid. He's exciting. He's got good stand-up. But again, hasn't fought a ton of people, right? You look at his record. It's not that impressive. Go back and watch the John Dotson fight. John Dodson wasn't himself and still dropped Petrion. Petrion dominated, but it, you know, it wasn't the most impressive performance, in my opinion. His most biggest win, I would say, is Jimmy Rivera. I know he beat up, you know, 40-year-old Ryan Faber, but 
It is what it is. Petrion doesn't jump off the pace of me. I know he's highly talented. Josie Aldo went back and watched him all in Rise Fight. He had a shit first round, then he really, really kept it on. Everyone wants to call for the Jose Aldo foot kick, leg kicks, leg kicks, leg kicks. I would love the leg kicks. Jose Aldo has had some real problems with guys like Conor McGregor, who landed that one punch. Max Holloway, who was a, who was a combination puncher and a pressure fighter. Petrion's really patient. He kind of sits back. He kind of waits. He counters. When he watched Jimmy Rivera fight, Jimmy Rivera fight uh, was fairly close. He dropped Jimmy Rivera, but he also went for a lot of takedowns. I think that's going to be kind of a bad thing against Jose Aldo here. As much as I don't want Jose Aldo in this fight, I do think the line's a little crazy. I'm not crazy about Petrion. I'm taking the underdog. I'm going Jose Aldo for the win here. Um, I think he can, if he wants to leg kick, I think he can chop him down. If not, I just think this is a too big of a step up for Jan right now. It's 15 fights in, and he can shut me up. He can come out and knock out Jose Aldo and prove me wrong, prove like I'm this big of a talent. I don't need to be fighting all these people. Now I'm going to fight all these people. Um, but... I just think Jose Aldo right now, skill for skill and competition versus competition. I think Jose Aldo, I know he's not who he was, but I think he can get the win here. I'm going to go Jose Aldo as underdog here. Baby. You, you've way before this card got announced and put together like months ago, you were saying that you were picking Petrion. <laughs> oh, yeah. You thought about it? You watched some tape? No. I was throwing you off. I, I can't tell you my, I can't tell you everything, Dev. <laughs> you were dead serious, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, um, if Aldo wins, how much do they have to pay Henry Cejudo to come back and fight him? None. I I'd tell Henry Cejudo kick fucking rocks. I'd match up Aljamain Sterling with uh, with Aldo immediately. What is the percentage? What, do you mean? what is the chance that Henry comes back to fight Aldo? What's the percentage? I, Be honest. I, I I think Henry will probably say. Uh, I'll come back to fight out or whatever, but he's gonna want a million dollars. But the problem is, is he's gonna leave again, and then you're gonna have another fucking vacant title if he beats Aldo. Because I think he beats Aldo. He I called, think that, he, he called Aldo before right. Cruz. Before yeah, Aldo right. was the one that he was calling. He wants before. to fight Aldo. Now he's saying he's only gonna come back with Volkanovski. Well, if Aldo wins, and he might come back. I, I I think the UFC just can't even bend the knee to him. Right? I think they need to go. Okay, if you want to come back, then you got to fight Jan. Or you gotta fight, you know, uh Sanhagen or something, right? We're not gonna we're not gonna hold up this division. I think it's stupid. Yeah. I mean, if if Cejudo was that big of a draw, which I don't think he is, I think his popularity is rising. But you know, he's calling out boxers, he's doing this, he's doing that. Fuck that. No, don't he doesn't get to come back. But he probably will say it. If Aldo wins, he probably will go, Oh, I want he Aldo will. now. Yeah. And he'll want him he'll want a million dollars to do sure. it. Yeah, fuck off. He'll, he'll want a million dollars to do it. I think um I think Henry can come back and be Aldo and Volkanovski, honestly. I don't think, I don't he, I don't, I don't think he beats Volkanovski. <laughs> I think it's a close fight. I think I don't I don't I don't doubt I just don't let's, doubt Henry. Let's Cudo talk anymore. about that later. Who do you like in this fight? Fuck Saludo. Um, I don't I don't like this fight, honestly. Okay, well I tell me who, honest, who do you want to win? Um I think that they should be rematching Marlon Marais and Aljamain Sterling for the title. Yeah, I would like that more. They have the they have the tape of him taking that knee and getting sent into the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, Aljo's trash talk is terrible, but he's willing to do it. Marlon is willing to trash talk too. I think they could have built this. Well, fight first up off, Marlon Rice sounds. If you're gonna talk shit about Aljo's trash talk, Marlon Rice sounds like Mickey Mouse, bro. Like he can't but, he can't do anything. But he's willing to do it. He'll fire the bombs out there. So I think that's the fight that should be happening. Honestly, I don't hate but, it. Um, but Petrion has shown a lot of talent. Like you said, he's. He is more of a pot shot guy. Like he'll sit back and wait and try to sting you. And then he puts more volume towards the ends of the fights. I think against Aldo, he might come out fast and try to finish fast. Um, Aldo's been finished in fights. Aldo doesn't throw leg kicks anymore because the motorcycle, like whatever reason it may be. Um, weird thing too, is that he got like, he got, he got taken down really easy by Marlon. Um, Marlon got a takedown right away in the fight, and Jose Aldo's been really known for anti-wrestling, really, really great takedown defense. But I think at 135, he's just not going to be as fast. I think, I don't think there's a fighter that bites harder on a feint than Jose Aldo either. Mm -hmm. I think he bites on feints terribly. Um, Petrion isn't really known to throw tons of feints. He's more likes to counter and then build off those counters of combinations. Um, Petrion also will stay in the pocket and get hit. He got hit against Uriah Faber. Um, he got wobbled. He didn't get dropped, but he got wobbled against Faber. Faber can crack, but he's not, you know, known to be one of those guys. Um, I think 
I don't I have I don't have a pick for this fight because I think Jose Aldo still has some gas left in the th- left left in the tank. I picked Marlon Marias in their fight. I think Marlon won that fight, but it could have really gone either way. Circle in the um, wagons here. Let's land up. Well, who you got? You don't yeah, have a pick. Pick it. I'm torn, dude. Um, I think I'm gonna pick Petra Yan. It's like this stupid hipster pick, but I think Petra Yan can do it. And I don't think Jose Aldo being the champion is the best thing for this division because then we'll have that Henry Cejudo shit come back, blah, 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 blah. Petra Jan and Aljo have a little bit of beef. They have it on. They have it recorded. I think that um, Jose Aldo hasn't learned English yet after all the years of being a champion and stuff like that. Hasn't even tried to. Yeah. So I don't think he's the best champion for the organization um, as far as for bantamweight. I think he's got a name, and they'll use this name to build Jan. I think they want Jan to win. Um, but it's a really close fight. Jose Aldo can get in there and, and crack, too. Jose Aldo has lost a step, but not so many to where he's he, he's still a contender. I see him as a top-five talent in this division. Um, I just think Petrion is going to be the harder puncher, and I think Petrion finishes hard. This is a five-round fight. Um, I think that if he can get Jose Aldo to bite on some feints and overswing, he can kind of do what Max Holloway did and apply more pressure and possibly finish Jose Aldo like in the fourth round. I'm going with Petrion. That was a long fucking answer. For for <laughs> a fight you don't care about, you talk for like 27 <laughs> minutes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Co-main event. Alexander Volkanovsky rematch 21 and 1. He is minus 215. He's fighting Max Holloway 21 and 5. Plus 180. Underdog. Devin, who you like in the rematch? I know you have said previously Max is your guy and you wanted him to win, or maybe you were thinking about picking him. Who do you like in the rematch here? I think Max Holloway um, sometimes, like in his last fight, he was he's kind of like too good for his own good. Like he's had so much success with his hands that like if he feels like he's touching you and he's not getting hurt by what you're giving back, he feels like he's winning the fight. And I think that's what kind of hurt him in the in the in the first fight. I think he was taking too many leg kicks. I think that he was not. He was just he just took too he just took too many shots, whether they were big power shots or not, or another thing. But he was still landing. I think that um, he had more success in the fifth round because he realized. Wolkanovski hasn't put me out. It's been four rounds. He hasn't put me out. He's hit me with his best shots. Now I'm going to walk him down. I'm going to I'm going to walk through a leg kick. I'm going to walk through a left hook, and I'm going to put some combinations together. I think if he leaves off the, I think if he leaves off with the first round as he was with the fifth round, like if that fight turned around and it got put right back in and it was another round, I think he can win the fight. I think Wolkanovski comes from a really, really, really good camp. I think he's a really, really cerebral fighter. He's a he's. He will get a game plan, drill the game. He's like a driller. He's one of those fighters that you know he's a fucking driller. He's not a artist. He's a fucking driller. He will drill, 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 drill. He will get a fucking game plan and stick to it. And I think fighters like that are really dangerous because he seems really coachable. And those are those are some of the most dangerous guys. Um, this is a hard fight for me to pick. I'm going to go with the Hawaiian because I just want Max to win. But Volkanovski, if... Volkanovski could out game plan him. I, it's a hard pick for Max too because he says he hasn't had a training camp. He said he's been like training on Zoom, but then I'm pretty sure on his Instagram story, like a month ago, I saw him training in his garage. So maybe he's talking shit. This is kind of like the first fight where like Volkanovski s- seems a little salty and he's saying Max is salty, but yeah. Max is saying that you're talking like the it's, challenger. It's like two it's nice like, guys going back and forth. I think Volkanovski yeah. said you're a sore loser. By the way, that's your first underdog pick. You can't beat me without an underdog pick, so I'm glad you went with your boy Max. Listen, I re- I watched the countdown. I've rewatched this fight probably five times. It's a high, high-level fight, like I say. Uh, Volkanovski won every exchange. Max Holloway kind of smothered his punches a little bit. Max really can't throw hooks and counters or hooks all that well. Um, he's more of a straight-line puncher. And Volkanovski, every leg kick, every time Max came forward, he closed the distance. He went in there and landed some big shots. Max had a switch stance during the countdown show. Max rewatched the fight back and was talking to the camera saying all oh, these leg kicks weren't hurting yet that every time you went to the corner, you said ice my leg and then you switch stances to Southpaw. So I think they were hurting or hurting. This is MMA leg kicks count like right calf kicks, leg kicks. They fucking hurt. So you got to count for something. I like Max Holloway a lot. I like both these guys. Really Wokanowski surprised the hell out of me. Uh, when they first fought, I thought Max was going to walk right through him. I didn't think he was all that great. He looked good against Aldo, but other than that, I thought he looked kind of average against Mendez and, and so forth. But 
He put on a master clinic with Max Holloway. This fight, what scares me is uh, he's coming out saying he wants to finish Max, right? Max has never been dropped. Max has never been finished by knockout. He's obviously been submitted before. I don't see Volkanovski submitting Holloway, obviously. Say he's going for the knockout. He wants to. He wants it to be foolproof. He doesn't want to, any built-in excuse. Usually when guys do that, I think it's a little bit of mind games. I think they're both playing mind games. I think Volkanovski would be a fool to really change things up. I think he's still going to go with the leg kicks. I think he maybe might commit more on his punches, maybe uh, inside those uh, exchanges up close. He might throw a little more power shots because Max did smother his punches a little bit. Holloway obviously has to worry about the leg kicks, but he also has to worry about you know his distance management here. I think uh, Volkanovski oddly has longer arms than Max, even though Max is the bigger guy. I think Max needs he doesn't kick a lot, but I think kicking would be good. Uh, Volkanovski's only loss is finished by head kick. I think uh, that was at one seventy though. But I think Holloway, who can kick, but if he kicks to the head, which he doesn't know to do a lot, I think that'd be really good for him. I'm going to pick the champ, though. I'm going to go Volkanovski. I think this could be a very, very close fight. I knew Devlin was picking Max. It was a little bit of a mind game. I will be rooting for Max. There is a possible chance that I will be betting on Max come Saturday when I go do my bets Um, because he's just a little too high, for my opinion, if I'm being honest with you. I think Max is a world-class guy. I know he's got five losses, but he's been in there with fucking everybody. I feel like the the last time they fought the first fight, just small adjustments for Max could have really gone a long way. And Volkanovski just needs to make a little more adjustments as well. It's going to be like a chess match. It's a very, very interesting fight. I can't wait for this fight. I'm, I'm very excited. I, I wasn't excited when it first got announced, but now I'm becoming more excited about it because I do think it's going to yeah. be, uh, you know, just a high-class, high-level fight. And I don't think a lot of people might not appreciate it if there's not a finish, but a guy like me is going to appreciate it because, you know, I know all these MMA fans, they don't want to be called casuals. Well, you know, Quit being so sensitive because there's some casual little bitches out there, okay? Casual little fucking fans. You don't want Max Holloway to be a one-hit power. You don't want Max Holloway to be a one-punch power puncher because then you will never get to see his masterpiece, masterclass performance. Yeah, but if, just imagine if Max— Oh, my God. It would be, he, cra- it'd be scary. Because he's so accurate and he's so active. He puts his hands yeah. down. He invites, he invites punches, and he's deadly accurate. If he had 30% more Poirier's. power— yeah, Just Dustin Poirier power— He'd be he'd killing one forty five. He'd be he'd be a beast. And he, he would, and all this rhetoric about him, like you know, all these fake rumors. Like I've been watching the embeds. I've been watching. He looks in fucking great shape. Max isn't missing weight, guys. Yeah. Quit that fucking rumor. It's He's, one one time against like a twenty minute notice fight with yeah, Khabib. He and, has a and, bad and, weight and, cut. And and it wasn't even he was gonna make weight. He was two pounds over. The commission stopped it for safety reasons. Like he didn't quit. Like he's they they pulled him anyway. We gotta get to the main event here, baby. Camaro, aka Marty from Nebraska, Usman minus two forty two ninety. I think actually, excuse me, two ninety. He is fighting. He's sixteen to one. He's fighting Jorge Gamebred Masvidal, thirty five and thirteen. He's a plus two thirty five underdog. Listen, everyone knows Marty Usman's my guy. I I've literally liked him from day one on the Ultimate Fighter. I thought this guy had a good mental. I thought his skills were there. His story was there. I know he's corny. I know he's not the best trash talker, but he's really, really good. I love that Jorge stepped up and took this fight on six days notice. That's amazing. But you also got to give credit to Usman. He accepted the fight too. He could have been like a John Jones and bitched out. He could have been like, nah, fuck that. I'll wait for Burns. You know, I'll wait for this, whatever. He took the fight, flew out to Abu Dhabi late as well, same as Masvidal. This is the fight that should have happened regardless. They should have paid Masvidal in the beginning. We wouldn't have been here, right? Masvidal would have got the shot over Burns. Winner probably fight Burns. Oddly enough, Usman, I think, matches up better with Masvidal than he does Burns. Burns is his former training partner, really slick on the ground, has power, but his striking isn't as good as Masvidal. Masvidal struggled wrestlers in the past. He struggled with clinches. Masvidal brought in high-level wrestlers for this camp. He was training before the the contracts uh, stopped, and then he stopped training, but he didn't really stop training. He just got himself out of camp. I think with Masada, you a guy like that needs a break. He needs to go out and have some fucking fun. He needs to go fuck off. He needs to get off his diet. He's not making a huge cut to 170. This guy used to fight at 155. He's not the biggest 70. So I actually think that's going to benefit him. Now, will it benefit him in the fifth round? I don't know. I think Masvidal just needs to come out and just go guns a-blazing. I don't think he needs to think too much. Flying knees. He has superior boxing. Masvidal has some of the best boxing in MMA. It's so slick, so smooth. His power has gone through the roof. 
Um, ever since he came back from his little hiatus MMA and he knocked out Cowboy and he knocked out Darren Till, he's been a fucking different fighter. He just goes for it, man. He's got all these weird split decisions on his record. With that being said, I just think Usman, though, has that style that's going to fuck up Masvidal, right? He's got the clinch. He's got the takedowns. He's got just, you know, I just hope that he doesn't get too happy with his hands because since he, he, he stood up with Colby the whole time, this is a different animal. Long story short, I'm taking Kamar Usman. He's my lock of the night as well. Lock it down. Minus 290 is really high. I think the value here is probably on Masvidal. I have a buddy of mine. Masvidal is, was wearing a Trump mask. He's a Trump guy. I have a friend of mine who was a big Trump guy and literally put $50. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot to this guy, right? He was placing five $10 bets. He put 50 on Masvidal. And I think that's a pretty good value, but I do think that Masvidal, or excuse me, Usman, no matter how long the training camp is, I think he's just he's just going to be too much for Masvidal. But my advice for Masvidal is to come out, guns a-blazing, let it go, don't worry about getting taken down, just fucking try to take this dude's head off. That's the only way he's going to win. Devin, I already know who you're going to pick, um, even though I should d- take points away from you, but go ahead and give me a breakdown of this fight, bud. Yeah, um, I think that... Um I think that if they would have had some more time to trash talk, I think I think Usman is a great fighter. I think I'm not gonna say he's weak minded, but you can tell the trash talk gets to him. He does perform. He does perform. If you talk shit to him, he performs. He's kind of like Khabib. Um, you talk shit to Khabib, and he's gonna perform. Usman performs as well. Um, but you can tell the shit talking gets to him. Um, he's gotten a lot of guys' faces, a lot of altercations with guys. Um, and I think that. I think that if there was some time to maybe have uh, George trash talk him a bit, he could maybe, you know, he could maybe bait him into a stand-up fight like he had with Colby. But um, I just think Usman is a, he's really big for the division. He's really bricked up, really strong. He's got a pretty good chin. He took a lot of shots from Colby. He didn't get knocked down or anything like that, but you can tell he would take a shot from Colby and he'd have to like bite down on his mouthpiece and it would take him a, a quarter second to get to, to give back because he was getting stung. They were mm-hmm. both trading. Yeah. Um, I think that Usman is a is really great at putting pressure on you, putting your back against the cage and, and basically put, making that cage a cheese grater and pushing your back through it. That's how he beat up Woodley. I think George has had problems with guys putting pressure on him. He's comfortable with getting his back pushed up against the fence. Darren Till had him pushed up against the fence when he dropped him. I think Nate Diaz is putting pressure on him and, you know, had had Masvidal with his back against the fence. I think Masvidal is really underrated in the clinch, though, and that's why he welcomes it, because he will squirm and try to get out of the clinch. And not many people beat Masvidal on the break. He's got re- like against Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is a is a pretty good clinch fighter, and he was blasting Nate Diaz with elbows. He had hit him with an elbow and throw up. Like his George's striking is really dynamic, but it's it's very very it's not art. You could call it artistic because if it's not crazy creative, you can just tell Masvidal drills tons of different striking techniques. He throws strikes. He's he's never really out of place. He doesn't really ever get hit too hard. The hardest he's the hardest that he's probably gotten hit in his career in recent times is against Till when Till dropped them and he popped right back up. Um, he got dropped. I, who? Let me hold on. I'm sorry. Let me see the Russian. He got dropped early on in his his third UFC fight. Rustam Hobolov wheel kicked him and dropped him bad. He lost the decision in that fight, but. Uh, that was at 55. That was probably the hardest I've seen him get dropped. But yeah, he gets dropped line, but he pops right back up. But yeah, he hasn't been hit cleanly at 170 since you're right, since Till. I don't, and Usman doesn't, I mean, he broke Colby's jaw. Yeah, he but, fucking did. But I don't think Colby's jaw got broken from one direct punch. I think yeah, it was dude. a multitude nah, of punishment. Nah, it was that one that, shot, one shot. And that last, that last shot just fucking, like... You know, I don't know if that one shot right there breaks his jaw in the beginning of the fight is what I'm saying. Um, but I just think Usman's going to be able to pressure him. Usman's probably going to get stung because Usman's willing to trade on the feet. He's had success, and you don't want to do that against Jorge. I think the way that Jorge wins this fight um, is he just has to come out guns a-blazing. He has to be willing to even give up a takedown. Um, he's really good at defending takedowns, though. He's a good scrambler. Um, he's got wins by Darce and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he's got a good front I, choke. He's he's good. I was going to say that, too. He's good in the scrambles. His biggest problem is when he gets put on his back, he has a hard time willing. getting up. He's, like, willing. He, yeah. like, just, he, he, like, will sit there and kind of throw, like, hammer fist and yeah. 
and try to shrimp out, and it doesn't really work well for him. Um, I think Usman is just a big dude and can just wet blanket him, hit him with ground and pound, push him against the cage. But if he's willing to fight the fight that he fought with Colby, um, I think that's not a. I think that then it becomes 50-50 odds. Right now, I would say it's seventy. It's you know sixty-five thirty-five. If, if Usman came out win. and said, "I'm not going for a takedown. I I will give up my purse if I go to, to a takedown." George, I wins would the fight. run to the bank and put it on George. There's no 50-50. Yeah. George is going to win that fight. It's, it's it's a it's the odds get a lot closer if they if they stand and bang. Um, I think that Usman may try to trade with him to see if he can do it because he seems like he's confident in himself. Um, but that can get him in trouble. I, you're looking at I the really window. like George. He's one of you're, my favorite fighters. I'm going to pick Usman, though. Ah! It's just it's a smarter pick. Um, I'm on the fence. So I want, like, the same way you said you want Hebus to win the fight. I, I want George I can't, to win the fight. I can't. You were, I told you on like, text, you're not allowed to celebrate. If George Moswell comes out, walks off KZO, Usman, he'll be in the stratosphere of stars, right? He's already going to be on the cover of the new UFC game. He's already a huge star, but if he one-offs fucking Usman, you can't celebrate. I want you to, I want to FaceTime you and I want you to sit there stoic because you didn't pick him. That's I what I want. I will. No, I want him to win. I'll be, I'll be rooting for him. Like, I'm from Miami, like he's from Miami. Like when I was a kid growing up, I used to watch the Kimbo fights. Like, like he used to fight 20 minutes away from where I lived. You know? Yeah. The um, one thing we didn't we didn't touch on is Usman left his longtime trainer Henry Hoof is oh, now yeah. is now with Whitman. Which I love Trevor Whitman. I think he's the one of the best coaches. MMA. If I was if I had unlimited money and I had special talent, yep. I'd be going to Whitman. Um, but it is kind of different changing up coaches a little bit, right? It, you know, the, the terminology is different. The training is different. So they've only been working together for a short time, Usman, that is. The reason he left was because Hoof wasn't going to train Burns or him because, they, you know, their teammates don't like shit. Um, so that could fuck him up a little bit. But I do think Usman is smart enough. I think Trevor Whitman's smart enough to know his strengths and to know, all right, stand up with this guy only to fucking get him down. I think George is going to come out reckless. I love how confident George is. I've been seeing interviews with him. He's very confident. He's getting paid, right? He's getting paid. He's probably going to make over a million with points and all that shit. Whatever he got, he's very happy with his deal. Um, you know, A guy like that should get paid. You know, I never had a problem with George sitting out because he didn't get paid. I think he deserves to get paid. Um, but, you know, I love how confident he is. And I don't know if he's confident because he's like, listen, this is a win-win for me. I took the fight on six it days is. notice. I'm getting probably <laughs> more than a million dollars for this fight. If I lose... George knows if he loses, he's probably going to lose because he's going to get taken down over and over again. He's not going to get submitted. He's probably not going to get KO'd. He's never been KO'd. Well, he got TKO'd by Rodrigo Dam years ago, but that doesn't count because it was a bullshit stoppage. You know, George knows like, oh, this, you know, he calls him leg humpers. This guy, this crotch sniffer is just going to take me down. He's going to be able to spin it and still make money, get a rematch in the future. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to go out there. The first two rounds are going to really be telling in this fight. I think afterwards, I think Usman, if he, he'll probably start slowly take over. He needs like a he, Jorge needs to come out and like 10 8 round him or finish him. Like he needs to 10 8 round him in the first round and then and then out strike him for two rounds. And that's how he'll that's how that's a way for him to win a decision or he needs to come and finish him. Yeah, you know? I, I don't I, just I don't see that. I mean, I can see him out striking him, but I just I don't think Usman's not going to go for a takedown. The only fight I've never seen him not go for a takedown is Colby, Colby. and that's because Colby's hands are trash. All right, so I need a send him home from you. I need an underdog lock of the night, which you only picked one, so that's has to be your only one. No, you picked two, but we're on this we're on the same one on the first fight. And I need a uh, lock lock of the night. All right. Let me look real quick. Let me check my notes this, real quick. A I lot of these have made or break you in the past with these with the with the um with these extra points you can get, right? So remember if so if I if Usman loses, I lose a point because he's a minus two ninety favorite. Just so if you pick a lock that's over two hundred, you're gonna lose a point. But you know. Um what are the do you have odds for the uh Holland Paiva fight? Paiva, yeah, Paiva is a minus one eighty. And uh yeah, Zumagov is a plus one fifty. All right, so I'm gonna go with him as my lock of the night. Okay. Um I think that's a solid pick. Um, and then, oh gosh, this is hard for my underdog lock. Who are my two underdogs? Your two underdogs are Max and Davy Grant. Bring it home, Max. Max. 
There you go. And then send them home. What fighter do you think is going to fucking turn the lights out, whether submission or uh, knock them out? This is hard because I see a lot of these fights being decisions. Um, the one fight that I could see being a finish would be the uh, Muslim Salikov fight. I think that's he, I think that those two guys are going to stand and trade, which you know, they like to brawl. Um, and Muslim can hit hard. I, I see him possibly winning by yeah. a knockout. That was I just gonna... don't see like I don't Petrion could knock out Aldo, but I don't really see it happening. I don't see Max or um, Volkanovski knocking, you know, finishing one of each other. Yeah, that and was going to be mine. Was it before Santos? It was going to be Muslim because I mean, there's no way that's going to a fucking decision. There's no chance. Yeah. It's one or the other, so yeah. that 50-50 odds are better than the others. Right, yeah. All right, that's a good-looking card, bud. So we're split on a few. There's a, a lot of potential for a lot of points there. And, uh, man, you're. I really, I really hope for your mental state and stake that if Max loses, right, that's your underdog lock that gives you extra points, and then Masvidal wins, and I could have won you the thing, and your guy wins. Uh, Devin, I'm not going to say it, but I hope that doesn't happen to you, bud. Okay? I, I, if, if man, I don't know if I'm willing to give up Max losing so George could win. Like it's, I hope they both win, man. I really okay. do. That's that would be that would be best case scenario, but I, I don't think it's gonna happen. All right, Dev, I obviously will be texting you Saturday. Follow us on social media, MMA Takes Podcast on IG and Twitter uh, at Dead Ghost Fishing on uh, 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 Instagram and the MMA Fish Guy on Twitter. Uh, that's it. Stay tuned, and we got Winters, Devin. Thanks, bud. Later, guys. I'll see ya. See ya. That's my guy, Devin Tejada. What a fun. I just love picking fights. We love picking fights. God damn it. All right. That's it. Fight Island. I can't wait. Um, I'm going to recap on Monday. I'm going to do a double show on Monday. I think I'm going to recap. No, I'm going to do maybe a recap on Sunday. I don't know. I'm going to have pick for both cards next week, the 15th and the 18th. pick all week. I'm picking fights this entire fucking month. I'm picking winners for you guys, okay? Love ya. Thank you for listening. Follow on our social media. Let's blow this shit up, guys. MMA is the greatest sport in the world, and uh, everyone needs to know it. All right, see ya. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! 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 Come on, baby. Woo! Hey, little pal, we don't want to... Come on, motherfucker. Back. Come on. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.